Hello, and welcome to Reread, Rewrite, Recommend, a podcast by the Muskegon County Library System, where we talk a little bit about libraries and a lot about books. I am Sean, the marketing guy for the Muskegon County Library System, and today is a very special episode of the Repod. We have Susan Straker Holdren, the President and Executive Director of the J.W. and M.H. Straker Charitable Foundation. Susan, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so happy to be with you, Sean. So we have Susan here to talk about something that we have been uh, doing for several years, but it had kind of lost a little bit of steam, honestly. And uh, Susan is here because not only of her role uh, at the Straker Foundation, but also because she is pretty much responsible for really lighting the fire back into Community Read. So we wanted to have her here today to talk a little bit about the book. So without further ado, the actual title of the book, the full title, A Princess Found, An American Family, An African Chiefdom, and The Daughter Who Connected Them All by Sarah Culberson. Not Colbert, Culberson. So Susan, tell me, how did you discover this book? Well, that's an interesting story. Um, the whole project started because we are um, in our second year of sponsoring a writing contest with all of the area Muskegon County high schools. And this year we are um, having both juniors and sophomores in high school participate because we found out um, that we originally were focusing on juniors, but we found out that so many juniors are off doing other things they're not necessarily taking English in their high schools. Um, so uh, we thought we would then move our focus to sophomores, but we didn't want to leave this year's juniors out because we do have cash prizes. Oh. And so this is very exciting for um, every high school. We can have up to three winners of $500 each, and then we will choose from the $500 winners a one $2,000 prize winner from this contest this year. And we are so excited that Sarah Culberson will be making that award when she comes to speak to us. So that is how the, the genesis of the book came to be. My mother was a writer, Mary Helen Straker, and so the contest is named in her honor, and she's not with us now, but I think she would be really pleased to know that we are fostering creativity and writing from high schoolers, and uh, last year was our first year, and we had a wonderful winner. It was very, very exciting, and so this year we wanted to capitalize on our uh, momentum from last year and uh, bring the actual author of the book that we based our prompt on to uh, Muskingum County. So that's how it started. Wow. That is not the way that I thought that that story was going to go, and it really is just so much better um, than I had imagined, honestly. Because um, I've had several people, um, when the newsletter came out, because the cover, of, of course, is talking about is of, of the Princess Sarah um, and talking about the community read. I've had several people in the community come up to me already and be like, I'm so excited that this book has been selected um, because they'd already read it and they loved it oh, so much. Good. So I think there's going to be a lot of really, um, a lot of interest, I think. Well, we picked the book for a variety of reasons. Uh, we, Of course, we had to read many books before we settled on this one, but that's okay because we like to read. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm a former English teacher and professor, and so is uh, my colleague Pam Kirst, 
So um, it was not a, a chore for us, but <laughs> we read many books, and um, we especially, it, it, it's hard to pick a book that appeals to many levels of readers, many age levels, and also um, interests. But we really thought we had a winner with this book because um, it focuses on diversity and focuses on adoption, on education. And we just really felt as though there was it had a lot going for it. In addition, one of our major, major things that we're working on as a foundation, and this is in conjunction with the Muskingum County Community Foundation, is we are trying to bring young professionals back or to Muskingum County, and we have cash awards for that as well, $10,000 a year up to $50,000 to pay off student loans. And um, so that focus, that's called Make Muskingum Home. So uh, it's obviously focusing on what you feel is your home. And this book, A Princess Found, also talks about how you make a home and where you find a home. And so because of that synergy, we also thought this book would, uh, would be a winner for us. We really think we've picked a good one. That tie-in is so perfect. And I can confirm that Susan is a power reader. <laughs> uh, we see her in the library all the time, and she is a big supporter. In fact, there is, um, I believe, a statue out front of you as a, a little girl with your siblings. Um, there is. <laughs> we love that statue because a lot of times uh, people will put little hats and stars yeah. on it. We, just I just took a picture of the hats this year and <laughs> sent it to my siblings so they could all see. We, we love that when people do that. Yeah, it always brings a little bit of joy to my heart when I see that. But I had not even made that connection, but you're absolutely right. The themes of home and finding home and defining home and what that, what that is. Yeah. So um, it, it really seemed as though we could cover a lot of the angles that, that our foundation is striving to do in Muskingum County. And if I could just say one more thing, this year we've also added um, it, the essay. Last year we only had an essay writing to a prompt. This year we have the essay as our uh, main prompt, but we also have for tier um, two and three, tiers two and three students, we have a maker example. So students can make a collage, they can build a diorama kind of thing. So it, it it's, uh, we broadened the um, ideas out for the contest. That sounds pretty incredible. Have you now when are people turning in their there, uh, We hope they're <laughs> working on it right now, <laughs> and we hope their English teachers have told them about it. That's really the only way mm -hmm. we can reach students through the teachers, and we're very we've talked to all the superintendents and all the principals and assistant principals. Very hard to talk to teachers because they're teaching during the day, mm -hmm. but we're very hopeful that the English teachers have passed this information on it, and it really was our hope that they would make an, an official assignment because then we knew we would get more entries. And the more entries we get, the, the better we feel about it. We have a team of judges, we have a rubric, we'll, we'll be doing norming for the essays. So it, it, it's, um, it's a significant project. Well, it is a significant amount um, for kids as well. I mean, yeah. this is a really wonderful opportunity and um, this is cash. This is not a scholarship. Oh, this is just like, here you go. Yeah. You can so we had to get special permission um, to do this via uh, the IRS. They're very interested in this kind of thing. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did get it. So um, we can give. We Ordinarily, foundations do not give cash to people. 
um, we give cash awards to um, other nonprofits, but uh, this is our only exception, so we're really excited about it. I just assumed that it was a scholarship. No, it's not a scholarship. Wow, they can spend it however they want to, and they don't have to tell us how they spend (laughs) it. Maybe on books. They can, they can spend <laughs> Right. They can buy a lot of books. A lot of books for that. <laughs> or they can just check them out for free from the library. <laughs> right. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the award will be uh, announced? Yes. Is that correct? At the event? The $500 winners will know. Mm. And, oh, okay. and so we're hopeful that they, of course, we want them to come and we want them to bring their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles. But the $2,000 winner who will be chosen from that pool of $500 winners that person will not know until that day, and oh, Sarah will make the award. That is going to be that's going to be an extra special. Yeah, I think it will be really exciting. Yes, and just in case we won't gatekeep on that anymore, it will. The author talk will be at Seacrest Auditorium on Thursday, March twenty third, at nine thirty a.m. So make sure that you are aware that it is in the morning, which is just a little bit different than um, the community read author talk has been in the past. So just you know. Get up just a little bit earlier and have yourself a cup of coffee and come and join us. There are also, thanks to the Straker Foundation, free books for you to keep. So, of course, free books at the library is nothing new, but these ones you don't have to return. Um, You can take them with you, make notes, bring them to the event itself and have it signed. So it's going to be a really wonderful event for that. And that is part of the community read is getting these books into the hands of as many people as possible in our community by having this shared experience of, of reading, we are able to kind of connect our community. And that is something really important. Yes. And, and if I could just say the reason that we're having the talk in the morning, which I know is not uh, as it has been in the past, is so that the students could attend. So we really wanted to make it open and possible for students in every high school in Muskingum County to attend. And we are really encouraging them to do that. We've talked again to the, their principals and they've agreed that they will bust the students. So we, we have that nailed down, but we would love for anyone um, in the community to come as well. Seacrest Auditorium is a very large place. We will not <laughs> fill it up with uh, juniors in high school. So please, please, please plan to attend. It should be just a really wonderful event. And I I know when I saw that at first, I was like, AM, really? And then when I learned why and the connections to the schools, I was just blown away and was like, that's perfect. That's amazing. Um, So if you can make it, definitely show up. It should be truly wonderful. I hope so. Yeah. Um, And I have heard nothing but good things about um, Sarah Culberson as a public speaker as well. So it should be a very engaging talk. Yes. She has a master's in theater. And so I think she will be a dynamic speaker. We've watched her on um, some, do a TED Talk, and we've watched her do some videos. She is just excellent, engaging, entertaining. I think she will be wonderful. So tell us a little bit about the book. The, the book is her story. It's kind of a memoir. Um, the basic story is that Sarah was born to a white mother and a black father, and at age one, when Sarah was one, her biological mother decided that she could no longer care for her adequately. Her biological father had been a student at West Virginia University, and that is where he and her mother met. He had gone back to his home country, so uh, they were not together. 
So Sarah's biological mother put her up for adoption. Her name was Esther then. And a couple from uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, the Culbersons, adopted Sarah, changed her name to Sarah. Her dad is a, um, or was a professor at WVU. I assume he's retired, but I don't know that for sure. I do know that her adoptive mother died recently. But uh, Sarah was brought up in this loving home. This is not a sad story. You know, a lot of memoirs do have some tragedy in them, and that's what makes them readable, I guess, and sellable. But this is not that. Um, She had a loving, adoptive family with two older sisters, and she grew up in Morgantown. She went to West Virginia University herself. And, um, but of course she always knew that she was different because she was biracial. She talks in the book about uh, no one knew what to do with her hair. And she stood out and she talks about, she wanted a boy in her class wanted to date her, but his parents said no because she was biracial. So she was aware Mm -hmm. that she was different from most of the other students in her high school But she was the homecoming queen, so she was obviously very well-liked, and she obviously um, surmounted all of those kinds of difficulties. After WVU, I'm a little shaky on the timeline here, but I think that's about when she decided that she would try and find her biological mother. And she did find out that she, too, had died. So she never got to meet her, but she did get to meet her aunts and uncles, and they welcomed her, and it was... a very happy reunion and she has contact with them today. She went to uh, graduate school in California. She has a master's in theater and was doing really well there. But as she got into her later 20s, she thought something is missing. I really think I want to find my biological dad. And her adoptive parents were extremely supportive of this decision. So she um, was kind of dissuaded by people who said, oh, you'll never find him. He was a, a foreign exchange student who knows where he is now. And, but she persevered and hired a detective, and they told her it could take months or years. But within the week, she was talking to one of her aunts. And uh, the aunt then put her in touch with her father. He lives in Sierra Leone. Africa. And Sierra Leone is um, a difficult place. It's not, um, it's very poverty stricken and war torn. They've had a civil war there for many, many years. So um, her biological uh, father wanted her to come visit there. So she did. And she was just incredibly welcomed there with African clothes and beads and someone did her hair and um, (laughs) they had parties and festivals and um, she just felt at at home immediately but the most exciting part was because her father is a prince in Sierra Leone this makes her a princess this is not a Disney princess kind of as we typically think of them instead She's a princess, but it's in this very poverty-stricken area. So she has made kind of um, lemonade out of uh, lemons because she then uh, realized how much in need her father's village is and the country of Sierra Leone is. And so she now has started a foundation, and their first project was to get safe drinking water. 
And I'm assuming that uh, the book just covers all of these incredible yes. journeys and discoveries that she makes, and you kind of get to experience that with her. Yes, um, you do. So I, I will be honest, I have only read the very, very beginning of the book. I haven't made it through yet, but it is an en- it's written in a way that is very approachable. It is very engaging. Um, and this is coming from someone who is a major fiction fan. I am generally not a nonfiction person, um, but this reads really beautifully. Um, so it's very approachable. Um, and so far, I'm really enjoying the book Good. as well. So Good. I'm excited to finish it uh, and be able to discuss it a little bit. And I am going to go ahead and plug a few of our upcoming events that if you pick up the book or check it out from the library, uh, you are able to join us at any of our six locations for book discussions. We have a book discussion coming up actually in just a few days in case you've already finished it and you can't wait to talk about it at the South Branch Library on February 14th at 5.30 p.m. We also have one coming up on February 22nd at the New Concord Branch Library and February 23rd at the Duncan Falls Philo Branch Library. And then we jump to March, March 3rd at the Dresden Branch Library, March 6th at the Roseville Branch Library, and then finally at the John McIntyre Library on March 16th. Uh, you can learn more about the times and more about the book and all of those events uh, directly on our website at muskinghamlibrary.org and then just click on events and you can search for any of these as well. Uh, and of course you can learn more about the author talk that is happening at Seacrest on Thursday, March 23rd at 9.30 a.m. Remember that a.m. There's also a lunch and learn coming up as well so that ties into the book and will provide a little bit of context perhaps as well. So be sure that you check out uh, our events calendar at muskinghamlibrary.org and just look for events. So Susan, can you tell us a little bit about the Straker Foundation as well? Yes, <laughs> this is maybe a long story. The uh, Straker Foundation was started in 1994 by my parents, Bill and Mary Helen Straker, and I have always been the president and executive director. It was a part-time job originally because I also had a career as an educator. But uh, upon my parents' deaths, uh, and the last to die was my dad in 2020, all their assets went to the foundation, and then it became a much bigger job. So (laughs) I had kind of been in retirement, but now I'm back working full-time, fulfilling my parents' um, dream of bringing um, more prosperity to Muskingum County. We only funded Muskingum County, and last year we gave close to $5 million away in the county. So it's um, really now going to make a significant difference in the life of the citizens of the county, I I really hope. And that was fulfilling my dad's dream. He made uh, made it very clear that because he had earned his living in the the county and because the county had been good, good to him, he wanted to give back to those members of the community. So we take that very seriously. Well, the Stricker Foundation, um, speaking just from personal experience, has really the profile increase that has happened over the past few years and just the amount of incredible projects that would not happen, that just wouldn't exist without the Stricker Foundation. So I can you know, safely say that I think that you are absolutely um, making that dream of your father's a complete reality here in Muskingum County. Thank you. I, I really hope so. We have two um, part-time employees now as well. I, I was the only employee, but as I like to say, that money doesn't give itself away. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, we have an office manager and we have a, a program director, someone who works exclusively with our grant projects. So 
three women working in our little office on Military Road trying to make a difference. Well, you certainly are making a difference. And where can people learn more about the Straker Foundation and everything you do? We have a website, jwnimagestrakercharitablefoundation.org. And I will say right now, our spring grant cycle is open and it will be open until March 15th. We hope to give about a million dollars away in the spring. So we're looking for projects, um, nonprofit, of course, projects that um, we can help with. Things that we've done in the past, let me think of some. Last year, our biggest project was to um, help build the new facility at Muskingum University. That's our biggest grant that we've ever given. We're starting a project with the Wilds to um, take every fifth grader to the wilds on a field trip um, with some pre and post kinds of activities associated with that. Uh, We bought the land across the street from the car center so that they can have a playground, accessible playground and a walking trail. We have funded through ODNR an accessible playground at Dillon State Park. We're just funding a trail in Putnam, walking, biking trail. And then in addition, another ODNR project is a trail from the Morgan County line to the wilds. And that is really more of a hiking trail and people will be backpacking along the way. There are places for them to camp as well. We tried really hard to touch as many nonprofits and do as many diverse projects as we could think of. Two camps. We've learned so much. We've visited so many places in the county and learned what good work people are doing. Uh, We just went to the dependency court at the juvenile. It's where the sheriff's office is on the East Pike. We went there yesterday and and saw nine people who are uh, fighting their way out of addiction, and we're helping them with some incentives along the way. So lots of different projects. Wow, my head is spinning at the number of projects and the really, truly the diversity of the projects that you that you were doing at the Stryker Foundation. I know that the library has definitely benefited from your support as well. So we have just you know incredible things that we're able to do because of you, such as offering um, hotspots um, to some of our uh, patrons that live in areas where they literally cannot get or uh, internet connection. And so these hotspots are really a lifesaver for many folks. We also uh, are still working on it and it will be installed soon, but we, you know, we have our story walk that will be coming up as well. Um, so I, and again, I know I'm forgetting things as well because every time I turn around in this community, it feels like the Straker Foundation is involved um, in some way. Well, thank you. And the biggest compliment that I have received is that um, Several people have mentioned to me that they like the diversity of uh, projects that we've been able to fund. You know, every foundation is different, and some just focus on one area. Like, uh, there's a foundation that's just for a specific hospital. That's that's an example. There's one in Athens County like that, and we have one like that. But um, we are try to be as diverse as we can, although we like things to do with children, especially in education and the arts. But primarily, we really like brick-and-mortar projects, and that is very unusual for a private foundation. Usually they don't, but we've helped build a lot of buildings uh, besides the one at Muskingum University. I mean, the I think that maybe your uh, the Stryker Foundation's central focus is really just, it is Muskingum County. It really is. That, right? that is our focus. Which yeah. is 
which allows you that flexibility to be as responsive as you need to be to really help the community. Um, so that's incredible. Thank you, Sean. That's nice of you to say. We're, um, we have some really exciting projects coming up as well. And again, if you have ideas and you are looking for funding and you are in Muskingum County, the Straker Foundation is definitely one of your first stops that you need to make. Make sure that you check that out. And there are several opportunities that come uh, throughout the year. It's not just one cycle. And we are so fortunate. And this is especially true in our county because Muskingum County is considered an Appalachian County. Uh, one of the first kind of along that, that border. And Appalachian counties are habitually underfunded and do not have the same really support. And so the Stryker Foundation is really coming in and helping uh, Muskingum County really even that playing field in many, many ways. And so the work that you are doing has, I think, even a bigger impact in a community that has that need. And we certainly have that need. We do. And I think that 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 makes it all the more impactful that uh, we're able to do what we can what one of our goals as i was saying is to bring young people and young professionals back to our area and so we're hopeful really that that's kind of our guiding principle that we pro that we can help provide some amenities that will attract these people and their children so i think we can lift up the whole county by doing that and that is really our goal and I can definitely speak from experience that two, uh, two of the recipients mm -hmm. of the Make Muskingum Home uh, are from the library. And I was able to be involved a little bit in some of their process and in the application. And therefore, uh, the moment when you surprise them and they, uh, they, they found out that they won and also just kind of being there in, in the aftermath of, of finding out <laughs> and just all of that um, and how much of an impact it really makes on people's lives. And I think the most important thing you can invest in in a community is its people. Um, and that is what Make Muskingum Home does. Uh, we think so too. And again, that is a joint project with the Community Foundation. But we had 43 applicants and wow. we chose 13. So we were um, really thrilled at our applicant pool and we're, we will do it again. Well, I'm sure that there will be many, many incredible things coming from the Straker Foundation. Again, if you've got great ideas, I'm sure that Susan would love to hear about them. I would. All right, so just as a reminder, we spent a lot of time talking about the Stryker Foundation because there's a lot to talk about with the Stryker Foundation, with all of the work that happens in our community. Uh, the book for our community read is, again, A Princess Found by Sarah Culberson. You can pick up your free copy of this book to keep forever and ever or loan out to anyone you would like to at any of our six locations while supplies last. And we would love to have you with any of our six book discussions coming up in the month of February and March, as well as the incredible opportunity of having the actual author, Sarah Culberson, Princess Sarah Culberson, here in Muskingum County, right across the street at Seacrest Auditorium on Thursday, March 23rd at 9.30 a.m. And we would love to see you there. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for really just starting the community read back in a really strong way with such a strong title um, and for all of your community partnerships that you have created here in Muskingum County. Thank you for having me, Sean. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to The Repod. <laughs>